Why do we care about Speedy's purse snatcher? Is Felicity in or is she out? Darley or Ali Kenna? Who will make it and who will break it? Oh, oh man. What name <laughs> Easter eggs did we find this episode? All this and more on this episode of Rogue Arrow. <laughs> My name is Oliver Queen. For five years, I was stranded on an island with only one goal. Survive. Oliver Queen is alive. Now I will fulfill my father's dying wish to use the list of names he left me and bring down those who are poisoning my city. To do this, I must become someone else. I must become something else. He's late. I maintain a Swiss account for financial transactions. Here's the number. Thanks. I'll wire you the money. Assuming I don't misplace the numbers, my bookkeeping method is a little sloppy. Really? <laughs> Clearly you're under the impression that you can have the Sherwood Ruby for a steal. Well, you're new here in town. We're not as refined in Starling City. I am getting that impression. <clears throat> Don't worry. Your men are merely unconscious. In about 17 minutes, they'll wake up with the ability to tell every other fence in this town that I am not to be trifled with. Oh. What about me? Uh... What about you, indeed? Hello, and welcome back to Rogue Arrow Podcast, episode 15 today. It's crazy. As always, I'm Daniel Janes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Laurel Mers. Sweet. Uh, no big news about Arrow. Nothing that compares to last week, at least. You know, with the coming back for a second season. But we did have a good episode today, so might as well just jump right in to episode 15, titled Dodger. Originally aired February 20th, 2013, and it was written by Beth Schwartz and Eagle Eggleson. Uh, Laurel, do you have a summary ready? I do have a synopsis. Awesome. I did it a little different this week. I kind of broke it up into the three sort of main storylines. I bunched Mama and her storyline into <clears throat> the team storyline, so that'll be there. But I'll start out on the island, uh, which I like to call meanwhile back on the island. So Wilson's gunshot wound is infected, and you got to cure it or take it off or this guy's going to die. So Ollie wants to go out for Yao Fei's super herbs that heal anything. Um, and Wilson thinks Ollie won't last an hour, to which Ollie replies, I guess you better hope I get back in 45 minutes. <laughs> when Ollie gets to the cave, he finds the herbs and a bloody new guy tied up in the cave. Bloody new guy says you've been stranded on the island for two days, gives him a stop story about some group 
Student group, boat explosion, says he's the only guy who made it. Soldiers beat him up and got called away before they could finish the job. I don't know about Ollie, but I am not buying this guy's line of bullshit. Arrow makes like he's going to let him go, but decides he can't save him. He says, I don't know you. I don't, I don't know you, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a choice that seems to be the beginning of Arrow's heart hardening. Meanwhile, back at the plane, Yao Fei's herbs are saving the day, but at what psychological cost? Dot, dot, dot. And then Speedy's got a story this week. She's hanging with Laurel, and her purse gets snatched by a red-hooded hoodlum. Uh, Laurel runs the guy down like a boss, but the red-hooded dude uh, parkours his ass out of there, leaving the speedster down one Chanel bag. Bummer. Speedy tracks the guy down by finding the dude by his wallet chain, like calls a bunch of places about his wallet chain, and we hear that his name is Roy... Harper. Harper. Whose name I didn't look up. Damn it. I did. Guess what? He's the red arrow. Who geeked it today? <laughs> in the, um, yeah, in the in the series, I guess the cartoon series or whatever you call it. Uh, the animated. Animated series. He was the, that's the name of the red arrow, which I think is funny because they put him in a red hooded sweat, red hooded sweater. Dip, dip, dip. Sweater. Everybody Rose knows about right? Yeah, Adam Sandberg. Adam, no, what? Adam, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, that's the one. Anyway. Uh, You're related so, to movie uh, Speed calls Laurel, puts Lance on the cat case. Lance brings in Red Hooded Sweater, and we hear a sob story about how Vertigo ruined his mother's health, which necessitates him to stealing to keep her well. Speedy lets him go, but not without a late-night visit to the Glades to check out the guy in person calls her a spoiled ass and fills, and she fills in the stop story blanks. In the end, she gets back her bag and her smokes and a little advice. Stay out of the glades and don't trust what guys like us tell cops like Lance. Now for the big story. Uh, show opened on a couple of security guys um, and a red diamond that I think they were referring to as Sherwood. Uh, so uh, there's a white guy and a black guy. The white guy is kind of jumpy. Um, and, and, uh, they're security guards and uh, white guy says, we got to move the vault. So we learn pretty quick that he's jumpy and a jumper and he jumps the black guy and, uh, takes the red diamond or whatever the hell it is and hands it over to a man who we learn later is called Dodger. Uh, we also discover that he has a big ass bomb on his neck. He hands it over, gets zapped and... Then that's it. Shot through the heart, and you're to blame. Um, <laughs> electricity. Now you're down. Okay, back to the arrow cave. Felicity's watching Ollie train. Abs and muscles. Uh, <laughs> Ollie turns into a big meathead, talking about this guy, Kent Williams, who he wants to take out for stealing money in a pyramid scheme. Felicity and Arrow have a disagreement. He's got a kid, and, well, I have muscles and abs. And Felicity <laughs> makes it clear that she thinks this it's whole strong, thing is... It's a strong thing. argument. Yep. I have <laughs> and she stormed abs. <laughs> me dad, me dad. So then Mama go. We zoom in on Mama, who's hanging out with the guy Robert used to chill with. His name's Frank. Uh, Who is the Asian guy on, in the second Batman movie? I had no idea, Batman. Um, she convinces him to get her out of the 
quote-unquote undertaking, which we learned was originally supposed to help the Glades not take it down, and I am proved wrong. She is not totally heinous after all. Diggs and Ollie go after Felicity to change her mind, and in the process of Ollie apologizing for his beefcake behavior, the Dodger comes up. Oh, Felicity, you don't like the Dodger? Let's show you how awesome it is to take out bad guys. Um... So the Dodger's trying to sell his ruby red diamond thing and the douchebags try to take it from him, but the Dodger takes him out with his crazy wand and uh, we learn that he's not to be trifled with because he'll tease a bitch or shoot him in the forehead, whichever. Um, meanwhile, at the diner, the team is working on a plan to draw out the Dodger. It's a little bit of girl talk ensues. Ollie's all, you ask Carly out, and Diggs all, no, you ask McKenna, and Ollie's all, no, you. <laughs> Anyway, back to arrowing. Felicity wants to use McKenna and uh, Arrow's flirting, which we learn later is not good, uh, to um, hack her phone for info on the Dodge. This is not Arrow's usual way of doing it. As he puts it, he likes to put the fear of God into them until they talk, but he can roll with it. That's Meanwhile, my favorite Diggs line of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Diggs gets a date with Carly, who says, haven't we waited long enough? And I told you so. So, Ollie follows through with the McKenna hit flirt and bug. Um, he says, I never thank you for all that you did, which is a terrible pickup line, but she's totally buying it. She walks off long enough for Ollie to slip the hacky thing onto her phone and awkwardly asked her out for a dinner tonight. Is this Arrow or Gilmore Girls? These are the things I'm thinking. Uh, so Carly <laughs> and Dig go out on a date. He screws it up by talking about his dead, his dead brother, and it goes down in flames. Ollie doesn't do any better. He's got sex on a plate in souffle form, which is a good start, but McKenna screws it up this time by talking about the island. More flames ensue. She just won't let it fucking go. Let it fucking go. So the Dodger finds a new fence, which I guess is his term for finding people to buy shit from you that you get other people to steal for you. Legit. And That's a legit term. It's a legitimate, I don't know. Yeah, a fence is someone who, who sells stolen goods to people who want to buy stolen goods. So that you Did don't you look that up on Urban Dictionary? No, I just know. Just watched a lot of movies. Yeah. I played a lot okay. of video games where I was playing a thiefy guy and then you have to make the fence. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, the cops the find a boat. Shootout ensues. McKenna takes down the fence and our boy Dodger runs into the arrow. And holy cow, they weren't kidding. He's such a good Dodger, he can even dodge arrows and then blow some shit up. And then that's over. So, That's why they call him the bullet dodger, because he dodges bullets, Abby. <laughs> Did you just call me Hefe? No, Abby. It's from um, it's the movie Snatch. Oh, I had no idea. Um, so, meanwhile, back at the Arrow Cave, the talk is all dates and dodger. Uh, team comes up with a plan to lure the dodger into the world with jewels at a cancer fundraiser. So, Frank gets back to Mama and says they, quote-unquote, will meet with you. We'll find out later who they is, R, M. Uh, McKenna, oh. who <laughs> <laughs> only... Good English. <laughs> and then she says, I need your help with one more thing. Malcolm's the only one who knows where Walter is. I just need a clue, any clue. I can't let Walter be dragged down into hell, to which Frank replies, no, that is the fate that is in store for us, I'm afraid. Ruh-roh. Back at the fundraiser, hot damn, Felicity is fierce. And she uses her tech to tra track down the Dodger all on her lonesome, which does not go well. I mean, come on. 
that bomb necklace does not go with that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I worried about too. I'm like, ugh, that's just a terrible accessory. Look, you know, you can mix metals, but that is a mixing I have never seen, and I think it's tacky. Um, so Ollie goes after the Dodger, who's promised to detonate Plus the necklace. the blue light doesn't go well with her blonde hair. God. Ugh. Um, anyway, so then the Oracle, I mean Felicity, using her oh. technology and a Bluetooth douche phone, uh, guides him and with the help of a stolen bike. And by the way, did Ollie learn to bike like that on the island too? Probably. I think he was a biker before he went to the island and then just an increased uh, ability and perception and reflex probably enhanced it. Oh, okay. Okay, so Ollie catches up with the Dodge with the, and uses a... <laughs> and the wheel of his car is arrowed and flips, so Dodge that motherfucker. Uh, Ollie uses a trick sleeve arrow to sever the nerve in Dodge's detonating arm. He'll never use that arm again, poor guy. What's he ever gonna? How's he gonna detonate now? And wands him with his own wand, which I think sounds pretty gay, leaving him uh, with the line, "I'm not Robin Hood." And Felicity gets to keep yeah. her pretty. I was, I thought it was like the way he moved the the lid of his or the the mask of the visor of his helmet up, and then delivered it, and then moved it back down. It was it just overcheesed me just a little bit. Yeah, a little too much. Little so, bit. Diggs and Carly take two goes much better. Diggs admits that war is easier than dating. I thought that was funny. Um, Carly encourages him to feel, don't think, which is the ladylike way of saying you're using your wrong head. <laughs> it looks pretty good. Kenna and Ollie take two. They have a heart-to-heart, more smooches. Seriously, is this a Valentine's Day episode? This might be too girly for me. Lance breaks up the party by bringing McKenna in on the vigilante investigation. Nice. Real nice. Lance is seriously a cock blocker. No, Finally, he didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Finally, we find out Frank's contact, China White, who Mama hires to kill Malcolm Merlin. Why do we care about Speedy's purse snatcher? Is Felicity in or is she out? <laughs> Darley or Ali Kenna? Who will make it and who will break it? Oh, oh man. What name <laughs> Easter eggs did we find this episode? All this and more on this episode of Rogue Arrow. <laughs> nice. Uh, very well, well done. done. Where do we want to start? <laughs> well, well, let's start with Roy Harper. What do you guys okay. think of Roy Harper? Um, I... I, I don't know. When he started to to parkour over the fence, I was like, fuck, does everyone know how to parkour? And then there's a little part of me that's like, well, hopefully Laurel fucking jumps the fence too and chases them, him down and kicks him in the nuts. Um, I was kind of hoping for that too. That would have been awesome. But I think the way they ended up doing the, the storyline was better. Like the, the sort of investigative process and getting um, – uh, uh, Thea into the into the world of like running people down and figuring out how to find people and, and giving her a chance to make a moral choice even if it was it'll be got because of his lying. Yeah. So I, I I actually ultimately enjoyed what they had done with the with the purse uh, storyline. Fair enough. I didn't really like that storyline, but I like what it did with Thea's character. Mm. And, yeah, I felt a little. Yeah. Yeah. Out of place, right? Like, who needs it? 
But then it, when I started like breaking down the synopsis, I sort of saw the um, parallel to what was, I mean, I feel like Speedy's story was paralleling the island a little better in that like she had this guy and she had to choose whether or not to trust his line of gabs and let him go or, you know, push Lance into, I don't know, putting him in prison or something. I don't know. Um, and she, you know, may have made the right-ish choice, even though he says you can't trust me. He still was a good guy and gave up the bag, so I don't know. You think he's going to be a forever character? Uh, yeah. Because, um, yes, he is known as the Red Arrow, but before that he was Arsenal, who is, he, he was just really good at using pretty much any kind of weapon, any kind of projectile. Ooh. And before that, he was known as Speedy. He was originally the original Green Arrow sidekick. Okay, so what do you think his trajectory will be in this Arrow? I think that he's going to become part of the main cast. I don't know. I think eventually he's going to be helping out Oliver, but I don't think that'll be this season. I think that the number of the number of secondary characters that they've introduced that could potentially be Arrow crew, like I don't know if they're uh, if they're going to line up a story that is the you know Arrow crew versus the the Undertaking crew or something, but like if we if we line up Merlin as a character who could end up on the opposite side of the of the thing, Laurel ends up on our side as Black Canary. Uh, Red Hood ends up on our side as um, as Speedy or Red Arrow or Arsenal or whoever. Uh, or we could call him Red Hooded Sweater. Go ahead. Uh, and then you got Diggle and Felicity and potentially Thea. And then you got, you know, the China Whites, the potentially um, the other guy from the island who's Deathstroke. Um, Dodger can come back. I mean, I, I don't know why they would introduce that many secondary characters if they're all going to become part of the Arrow team unless it looks like it's going to turn into a war, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, I kind of hope at one point we get some sort of war-like thing, gang war type situation, but actually get into it unlike the previous one we had. Yeah, Do you think there'll be three... Then, like, the the Undertaking, China White's crew, and our crew? Or do you think China White's going to end up on our side because Mama's drawn her into the fold? Yeah. Against uh, here's where I think the China White thing is going to go. I think that China White is being hired to chase Merlin, Papa Merlin. Uh, son Merlin is going to find out that someone's trying to kill his dad. He'll have some sort of moment of, like, deep contemplation and reconciliation and then he'll try and talk to Oliver about saving Merlin and then it's going to be Oliver versus China White in a battle to save the ultimate bad guy that he doesn't realize is the ultimate bad guy. Well, wouldn't he be in the book? No. Because his mom's not in the book. Huh. Like, I feel like hmm. the head high honcho people haven't been in the book. And if he had, then why wouldn't Oliver had seen his name yet? Yeah. Hmm. Unless he just hasn't looked at all the book, but that wouldn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Unless he, unless the names that were on the first few pages were his mom, Pop Merlin, his dad, right. et, cetera, et cetera. But now he has a second copy. 
Nope. He gave that second cup to his mom. His mom threw it in the fireplace. Motherfucker. <laughs> I hope he took a perusal first. See what those first pages said. Maybe there'll be a, like a, you know, a callback to that sometime. Maybe like seven back. copies. I hope so. <laughs> he made a bunch of copies. <laughs> he duplicated in triplicate. <laughs> Make it I'm, hoping that, I'm hoping there's something stupid like baby Merlin's looking for a book and he's like, oh, something to write in. And Arrow's like, hey, what is that? And takes that off him and then we've got yet another copy. You know, like rifling through his dad's desk just for something to write on. Mm. Yeah. And then we have another book. Yeah, I mean, that that's a easy plot device to come across is just find another book. Like, he takes somebody out and he happens to have the book sitting on his bedside table. Like, mm. Easy yeah. enough to get to another book to have all those names that he supposedly lost. Yeah. And then maybe that's the season three. I don't know. Yeah. It's not going to matter until he's most of the way through the book. Yeah, as far as the gang war situation goes, I really hope that doesn't happen this season. I think that would be way too rushed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so they do that, and like then they've got no season two. Sorry, go ahead. I said, if they do that, then they've got no season two. Exactly. So and they the have to have a season two because they already signed on for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the arc of this season is going to be taking down Papa Merlin and preventing the undertaking, as they're calling it nowadays. I see. That's good. I wonder what Mom's role in in the undertaking is going to be as we move forward to the season. I think that's what I think that's what from this episode got me most. Fair enough. Yeah. Is that not only is she not only is she um, trying to get herself out of it, she's actively trying to avoid it and stop it. Yeah, at this point, well, she's definitely like, trying to stop it. Because she alluded to a plan, so I wonder what the plan is like is it get merlin out of the picture so they can get back to the original plan which was to shore up the glades or is it take out merlin so that she can safely get out of the undertaking and that will still ensue in the way in this new and unfortunate way no idea i i would guess that it's going back to the origins and trying to fix up the glades that's my guess too So this episode definitely reminded us that this is a show on the CW. Yeah, <laughs> all the relationship. Like definitely, it's definitely yeah. Because I've been waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, and and whatnot. Oh, speaking of, um, Felicity at the at the cancer ball. Yeah. At the ball cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I feel like she actually worked counter to the the normal original sort of hot girl trope where you've got a nerdy girl who's not super hot and then you take the glasses off and she's super hot and and like everyone's super surprised by it. I thought she was less hot with her glasses off. Yeah, I I think with her hair done up like that in in the dress, she looked great if she would have had her glasses on. Yeah, I miss her glasses too, but I like glasses. That's yeah, true. Not. We are. I'm a glasses. I think we all like glasses. I hate glasses, but that's because yeah. I have glasses. So do we. <laughs> I don't have glasses. Oh, I like suck. 
Yeah, it's 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 a pretty rough life having perfect vision. You son of a glasses. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the all the relationship stuff didn't really seem to fit in this episode. Uh, I liked how they did tie in Oliver and McKenna's to be part of the plot, and and then everything else was just kind of there to be there. I think it's funny that like. Diggs was the one who sucked in the first date, and so he had to apologize. But McKenna was the one who sucked in the second date, and Arrow still had to apologize. That's <laughs> dumb. Yeah, that made me angry. Yeah, like, what did we learn from this? Wrong. She was being a douche canoe. It, it kind of makes sense, though, just judging by the majority of relationships. Yeah, it's his, it's his problem, and then he doesn't want to talk about it, and she wants to, so... He has to apologize for for snapping at her and not, you know, asking her not to talk about it in a calm, emotional way. Even though he did twice, um, <laughs> but but it's it's her fault for not having any amount of compassion about it, you know. Right. <laughs> On the other hand, Diggle's one first date was like, <laughs> "Let's talk about your dead ex-husband." Yeah, that was yeah. bad. Let's not. <laughs> And my brother. I, I think in rules of dating, not bringing up the dead boyfriend is like the top rule. Right. You don't bring up someone's ex. You certainly don't bring up their dead ex. You don't, certainly don't bring up the fact that their dead ex is your brother. These are all, yeah. that's like a trifecta of bad date talk. But up until this episode, I thought Diggle was one of the smartest people on this show, and now he clearly doesn't have the common sense for that. So, <laughs> well, he can't be perfect. Kind of, kind of takes him down a notch. He does look like a good kisser, though. Well, yeah, <laughs> he looks like a good pretty much everything. Yeah, except talker. On dates. Does not look like an excellent talker. On dates. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of Dodger? I loved him. I love the, that the was... first thing that went through my head when I saw him was, Jesus Christ, is that Dr. Baltor? Yeah, um, guys, Baltor, that's all I thought. And he's got, like, he looks weird with short hair. Um, who? He, the he's guy who played Dr. Galactica. Yeah, he was, a, oh. he, was the, he was one of the bad guys in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, or, yeah. He's, weird. he's my favorite character from Battlestar. He's a fantastic character. Um... And he's he's got this weird part where he's like writing the line between good and bad and sanity and insanity. Anyway, he's cool. Um, but yeah, I I mean I I, I kind of liked his scenes. I liked what he did. Uh, I don't necessarily love that he got severed. I hope that he gets fixed. I don't know. He's got another hand. Come on. That's true. It was his left hand. Mm-hmm. He's a lefty. What can he say? Yeah, he's he is actually from the comics. One issue of the comics, Green Arrow and Black Canary Seven. But, well, that doesn't bode well for him coming back if he was only in one episode <laughs> of comics. Yeah, I don't know though. His his TV character is pretty pretty awesome. And that's a really big name to bring on for one one show and then gone. Yeah. Yeah, but there's been a couple of those big guys, one and dones. But like this, this guy's got some some real like acting geek cred. Like we haven't seen anyone else who are like, oh my gosh, that's so and so from this one thing. This is like the first time they brought in someone who's been a big part from another show. Um, I'm sorry. What about what's his name? Vertigo guy. He was on French. 
Yeah, he wasn't a huge name on Fringe, though. Yes, he was. He was a serious love interest. He was on the season finale, too. Well, that's because everyone was on the season finale except for no. Leonard Nimoy. That's true. Leonard Nimoy show. was. He should have been. Yeah, but he's retired. Damn it. That's probably the reason that show got canceled, actually. Because Leonard Nimoy retired? Yeah, because he was kind of integral to all the plot and then he retired so he can't be there anymore and so they can't explore that story well well but that's another podcast for another time anyway so arrow so arrow yeah i think i think i think uh dodger the dodger is is coming back i hope so i mean they didn't show him getting like arrested or anything we just saw him go down he got tased and he got his nerve broken. Right, but he didn't get arrested. Yeah. So far as we know. I think there's a, an assumption that the police were on their way. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean that they got there before he disappeared. Well, and we can assume that McKenna got credit for the Dodger thing because she got promoted to the Arrow case. That's or the true. Hood case. But the fact of the matter is, we didn't see him go into custody, so we have no. Actual yeah, no handcuffs, no, no arrest, no body, no death. Exactly. exactly. Maybe he will be back. I hope so. I thought he was creepy and a little hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is the Michigan way of saying hot. Hat. <laughs> little hat. If you're from California, it's hot. His hat. He's hot. Why does everything I do sound leprechaun? Um, what'd you guys think of the island flashbacks? Uh, eh, go ahead, someone else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I didn't, I didn't really like them this time. I mean, normally when they go back to the island, it's fairly interesting. But I actually found the plot back there rather dull. Mhm. Mhm. It didn't thought... have any. It didn't have any grounding in in story. There was no point in having it. Yeah, it didn't really. Uh, parallel mo- most of the storylines. It's a real stretch to say that it paralleled Speedy's storyline even. Yeah. And so I thought it was oddly placed. I mean, to me it seemed like this bloody new guy was clearly you know, just another way to sort of draw out Ollie because they, maybe the soldier guys still think he's got a heart. And this is like the only thing that I could think of was that this that that clearly is a moment that meant something to Oliver in that, like, you know, when he was flashing back to moments on the island, that was one of the flashbacks. So it was the first time he had to make a difficult decision of, of, of life and death about someone who he wasn't certain about. Right. Because up till now, he's just been trusting Yao Fei and trusting Wilson. Slave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his last name's Wilson. I know. Yeah, I don't know what it is about it. It just it felt out of place and didn't feel like anything was accomplished by telling it. I, I think I think they needed a couple more lines of dialogue to further explain what happens to Oliver in that moment. I don't know. It it, it didn't work for me. It felt like they really wanted that to be a heavy moment for us, but it just didn't play. Yeah, I think I think that the reason it wasn't as strong as it was um, was because we weren't 
we weren't we weren't sure about either the innocence or the or the lack thereof of the guy, right? Yeah. So if 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 we had heard that this guy was sort of picking this line about the the boat, and then Arrow walks away from him, and then a bunch of soldiers run into the cave as he's sort of hiding in the bushes behind him, and then he hears gunfire, that might have changed things. Because mm -hmm. then it's like, I left him behind, he wasn't innocent, the bad guys were after him, and I left him to die. Yeah. Then yeah, we'd have a much better story. Yeah. I'm I am free for hiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they they needed or, to or do something person, after like, that. If, we had, if right. we had had him, you know, walk away and the guy like tries to bust out a radio and he kicks the radio and crushes it and then walks away, we could have a real moment of triumph for Oliver where he's like, I chose not to trust and it worked out for me. But um, yeah, either way. But to leave it ambiguous just didn't, it had no strength. Well yeah. said. I agree. I concur vehemently. And that's why we're a good Arrow podcast. <laughs> the the best Arrow podcast with <laughs> four <laughs> co-hosts <laughs> in four time zones on two continents. <laughs> because we agree most of the time and we don't, we make stupid bets on it. <laughs> True. I'm sad we didn't get to find out about that today. <laughs> I know. Actually, I, I was watching the when that that was my biggest disappointment about the island this week is that we didn't learn any more about that phone call, and that it took me a full episode of watching it to remember exactly what I bet you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What the hell did I say? <laughs> How did I get more beer?" <laughs> you haven't got any beer yet. There have I been will. zero beers tendered for this show. Well, there will <laughs> Luckily, be beer. I feel like Laurels and I's bets is 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 going to have a timeline. Like we're actually going to see this. Your two bet is going to be like seasons down the road. It's going to be like there still could be nunchucks. There still could be nunchucks. <laughs> there will always be the possibility of nunchucks until the season finale, where it's like. <laughs> Giggle grabs a pair of nunchucks as he walks out the door. It's like, yes! <laughs> Last moment. That would be awesome. I will be so sad if that happens. I would grab my pants, literally. I'd be like, here comes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like arrow brown note. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Like, they're both walking out, and they have that moment where, like, the arrow cave is all shut down, and light is streaming in, and dust is starting to take over. And he just sort of grabs whatever keepsake is near him. It's a pair of nunchucks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Did you like my um, my pet names for uh, Diggles and Carly and Ollie and Kenna? Those are Darley and Ollie and Kenna. I think Macaulay is a better... Um, Ooh, I like that. Macaulay yeah, is Macaulay, better. Yeah, Macaulay, definitely. Darlie and Macaulay. Write it down. So where do you think they're going to go? I want to believe that Oliver can actually have a relationship with McKenna, but I feel like at this point he's going to mostly exploit it as a chance to get info on the on his his uh, investigation with, with the hood. Right, because he doesn't have Laurel anymore to feed him stuff, so now he's got to have a new woman. He's on probably the more willing to put McKenna in the line of fire because she's combat trained with pistols and shit. Right, mm -hmm. though Laurel seems to be able to hold her own, too. Fair. So 
Here's a name that I didn't recognize, and I Googled, but nothing came up. The guy that um, Dodger killed, they said his name was Cass Derenick. Did anybody yeah. look that one up? Uh, I I couldn't find anything either. No, fun. Well, sometimes they're just sometimes they just have to make up names, I guess. Yep. <laughs> Him and Frank Chen both came up with nothing. Okay. Well, that that's an interesting one because I think Frank Chen could have really been somebody, you know. Yeah. Like he he obviously has connections to the Chinese triad or whatever it is. Right, because he knows China White. Right. So he's playing both sides then. No, I think because the triad is part of is part of the the the. I don't know if they're part of the undertaking, but but they're definitely a shady organization, and he's and he's in a shady organization too. Yeah. So maybe he just has contacts. From his that, conversation that is- with Moira, you can pick up that uh, Frank was kind of helping Oliver's dad, Robert, out. That like he at least knew about what. Robert's plan was to stop the undertaking. Even though we don't know what that is, they were definitely colluding on that in some way, shape, or form. And so, like, he's he's clearly some sort of double agent, and Moira is now taking Robert's place, and they're both going to end up dead in some time oh, in the gross. future. Bummer. That's nice. my take. I mean, oh. <laughs> Do you think the bad guys in um in this series kind of all have the same little club? You know, when they in um Batman Begins, when they go down to the that pub and it's just got like all the crooked cops and all the mafia guys and all the all the crooked kind of like judges and stuff are in one place. Do you think there will be a bar like that? And Ollie's gonna walk in there one day and it's just gonna be like all the villains. I really hope so. All the villains. <laughs> That'd be a great uh, moment for like some sort of undercover story where, like, they have to send Felicity in undercover or something. With or without glasses. Okay, speaking of Felicity, so I kind of felt like this whole idea to take out the Dodger was uh, Oliver and Diggle's way of like drawing her in. You know, she's not really into this taking out the people in the book, but. She seems to be interested in taking out actual bad guys that she has deemed to be bad guys or whatever. Do you feel like this was just like a, like a, like fishing for Felicity to be more in than out? Like, let's throw her a bone and do what she wants this episode, and next episode we'll do what we want? Yeah. I can see that. Well, he still got to do what he wanted to do, which was go get that guy and, and cause him to pay money back that he had stolen. Right, before his kid went back to bed. Right, which is a really great line. I thought that was um, cute too. Uh, but there, the the bad news is, I feel like Felicity, who is is not super into it because of the idea of the danger and whatnot, was actually literally put into harm's way today. Yeah. So it's is she going to want to continue to be around if she has the opportunity to have bombs strapped around her neck? That could be an incentive for her to just be the oracle character That's where true. she's just sitting in the arrow cave you know being the intelligence right and we got a little view of what that would be like today in this episode yep i was thinking about chris the whole time i was like oh she's oracling cute right <laughs> i had it picked hmm. we both bad, got no, I mean, that was that <laughs> 
Dan, er, Chris got his oracle, and I got Darley. I told you it was happening. <laughs> Darley. Uh, so awful sounding. <laughs> Darley. Almost as bad as Macaulay. So, does anyone see uh, Ollie and um, Felicity hooking up? Oh, come on, please. I hope so. I originally, but not anymore. I hope it's just a drunken one-night stand. Since since they sort of introduced um, McKenna as a love interest, I think they'll they're gonna push McKenna down, or uh, they're gonna keep him with McKenna for now. And then if there's yeah. ever a chance of that, it's gonna be way down the road. But his eyebrows did raise when she walked in in her hot dress that was cut up to her crotch. That is true. <laughs> yeah, that was wonderful. <laughs> yeah it was like a perfect camera shot too because they started on the legs and moved up and you were like when is there gonna be a skirt are we gonna see her never tv people never tv <laughs> since since they've introduced uh mckenna as a love interest they're gonna have to follow that out to the inevitable conclusion of where she finds out he's arrow and then you know they're gonna be uh, at odds with each other because they're on different sides of the law and it's probably papa Merlin. unless she falls in love with him right yeah great character moment for her if that happens Right, if she's like in love with him and then figures out that he's a vigilante, her, you know, that's going to be an interesting moral dilemma for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is going to happen. Well, and the other option is, does she does she sort of come to terms with the idea of what the vigilante is doing before she finds out that he's who he is? Right. I doubt it. It would be far too easy of a discovery for her if that's the case. She also seems like the first person on the force that's excited about bringing Arrow down. Like, anybody else that Lance has talked about, this vengeance that he has, this, like, unusual amount of desire. Well, is she excited about bringing the Arrow down, or is she excited about being placed on a, on a high-profile case? Right. I'd go with high-profile case, for sure. I think so, too. She's excited about advancement. She's excited about being in the limelight. And working, with, and working with a real detective. Still, he doesn't seem to get a lot of respect in this whole, like, you know, desire to take out the vigilante. That's true. You'd think she would have, like, picked up on that and been like, oh, sure, okay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I can't wait to I start guess. work with you on Monday. So my favorite line in the show, well, lines, was uh, when Felicity comes in to the air cave and Oliver and Diggle are sitting there and she's like, your dates, how'd they go? And they just go, great, awesome. Like blatantly just, uh, <laughs> it was miserable, but I don't want to talk about it. And then they start talking about the Dodger and he's like, whoa, 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 no dodging this question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about this episode. Was not my favorite. It was still good, but it just wasn't great. And there are a few tweaks that could have been made to make it really a lot better. 
Like, I feel like Red Arrow could have been a few lines shorter. I feel like um, the island could have been a few lines longer. And I feel like the dramatic romantic tension could have been a little cleaner. Yeah, a little less uh, bumbling awkwardness. And, I mean, it was sort of know, the first more... time they, they all had their... I, well, I was on an island for four years, so I'm a little out of practice. Um, but the the fact that that awkward weirdness sort of lasted throughout the whole show is a little... Because he used to be a ladies' man, you know? Anyway. A ladies' man. A ladies' man. La, 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 ladies' man. No one knows these Sorry. songs. <laughs> I'm going to throw it out there. Anyone that good-looking isn't going to bumble around in a day. Yeah, I mean, and how long can he use that excuse for, anyway? Well, I was on an island for four years. Well, he hasn't been on a date since he came back from the island, so maybe the next time he can. What? Yes, he has. Pretty sure he went on one with Laurel and went on one. Definitely went on one with Helena. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's true. That one also didn't end well. But he was a lot smoother that time around. I would argue that the one with Helena went very well. Yeah. Because <laughs> they did it. That's true. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it had to be done. We understand. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything else to say, and I don't want to end up rambling, so. You guys yeah. have any other we can points? Have a concise episode. That's cool. So no, I gotta... the conclusion is okay. Episode not great. Could have been done better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Five out of ten. Super excited for next safe. week, though. Yeah. Yeah, hell of a setup for next week. China White versus uh, the Black Hood versus the Green Hood versus the Red Hood versus. I don't think Red Hood's coming in on this thing just yet, but that's cute. Yeah, probably not. Oh, versus the Huntress versus. <laughs> did anyone notice that the Red Hood guy is the douchebag from Team Wolf? No, I don't watch Team Wolf. No, okay. I can't. N- neither do I. <laughs> Sweet cover, man. Yeah, you fooled ever all of us. Only didn't know that. <laughs> Uh. Oh man. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> On that note, let's call it a day. Yep. <laughs> so to catch this guy, we need to either figure out where he is or where he's gonna be. Is this really how you guys figure out how to get your target? Over burgers and shakes? Sorry it took me so long. I'm waiting on a bunch of particularly rowdy customers. You need me to handle that? I appreciate it, but I'm a pro by now. I'll be here if you need me. Girlfriend? No, no, it's my uh, sister-in-law. Sort of. Carly was married to Dick's brother. And he passed away. Well, looks like she's hot for you. Ah, can we get back to crime fighting, please? Actually, Dick, I was thinking you probably should ask her out. Really? Mm -hmm. I'll do that just five minutes after you ask Aunt McKenna. The detective on the Dodger case. You have a thing for her? Uh, yes. I don't see you asking Carly out. Listen, this guy, he's targeting that very specific type of jewel. We figure out why, 
And that'll give us the how to catch him. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. You're a crush object with a badge. Said they were working with Interpol. Yeah. Why don't I work up a little tech? You distract her with a little flirty flirt. Slip said tech onto her phone. It'll turn into a microtransmitter and boom. We'll learn everything she knows. Hmm. It's not how I typically get my information. How do you typically do it? I find the person. And then I put the fear of God into them until they talk. But we can try your way. Thanks for listening to Rogue Era Podcast. As always, you should uh, send us some feedback. You can do so at roguearrow.blogspot.com. Send us an email at arrowpodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook. Go like our page on Facebook so we can have more likes there and spread the word. That's always a good time. Word. You can call and leave us a voicemail at 909-007. Nobody has done that yet, so you'll be the first, and we'll send you a prize, which will probably be an email saying, thanks for being our first. (laughs) Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes so we can build up our iTunes listeners. That's always fun. Special thanks goes out to Ron Rigo for uh, putting a page for us up on his site over at havenshine.com so go over and check out his other stuff over there it's pretty cool if you want to check out our other podcasts those are Mainframe Chronicle and The Cinemasters you can do so by going to almppodcasts.blogspot.com and there's links to all of our stuff there uh, I'm coming up on another episode of Geek Fights, which comes out, I believe, this week, maybe next week. It's video game character showdown. I'll let you know where that's at when it pops up. Anybody else have anything to plug? Nope. No. Cool. I've been surprisingly. Well, wait, wait. Yeah, if you work at a university in Australia, give Chris a job. Or a university anywhere. Yeah, I'll come to America. Cool. Okay, that's that's all I got. Awesome. As always, I am Daniel Janes. I'm Chris O'Neill. I'm Rudy Schubach. And I'm Laurel Mers. Darley and Macaulay forever. Oh, Ever. <laughs> nice. I heard on the news the Dodger got away. Hopefully the night wasn't a complete waste. Your dates. How'd they go? Great. Awesome. Did you suck at lying? The police and I busted it up before the Dodger could get himself paid. Don't change the subject. Is your hacker chip still working? <sighs> you two are no fun. Still getting a strong signal. Bob! We come from the net. Blogs, websites, podcasts, to this place, the, the Mainframe main Chronicle. Chronicle. Our format, podcasters. To analyze and discuss. To discuss the shows we love. Their strengths and flaws. We discuss them until our jobs ache. 
Beware, pirates. Oh, this is bad. This is very bad. Megabyte hit a delete command in the mask, just like you said. Only you didn't know because I should have copied and pasted the truth from the start. I am the Crimson Dino. So many moods. So little time. Hmm. Be careful, young Enzo. Remember that anything worthwhile takes time. What we have here is a failure to network. Well, get to work, you two. I don't keep you around for your brains now, do I? No, sir! Not our brains! Absolutely not! The monkeys are restless, and my dog has fleas over. This is gonna take millions and millions of nanoseconds! This might even take one whole second! They say the listener lives outside the net. And listens to podcasts. No one knows for sure. But we intend to find out. out. Mainframe Chronicle. Join us as we explore the world of Mainframe and the adventures of Bob, Dot, and Enzo in the Mainframe Chronicle podcast. You can find us at mainframechronicle.blogspot.com, on Twitter at mfchronicle, or on Facebook and iTunes by searching Mainframe Chronicle Podcast. The movie game is a game that Rudy and I play where we come up with a starting point and an ending point, and we try to get there using the same rules as Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, essentially. More often than not, it just sort of devolves into uh, a vehicle for which you talk about awesome movies. But yeah, that's sort of the, the bare bone structure from, what, from the way I play it. Yes, so Rudy, what are we going to be <laughs> starting off with? Uh, we're starting with uh, Drive. So we're going from Drive to Goldfinger. We're going to connect them somehow. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll say we got the movie Drive. We're going to Ryan Gosling just because he's the only one who wanted to say it. I guess exactly. <laughs> okay, Ryan Gosling is also in The Notebook. Uh, I don't know The Notebook yeah. either. Uh, wait, who was in that? Someone, um... Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Another name I don't know. So maybe Drive uh, is not the best in, place Oh, no, I got this one. Okay. Uh, Rachel McAdams was in uh, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Awesome. Um, that's Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. I think I'll go Vince Vaughn. I feel like he's more okay. connected. Let's go Vince Vaughn to uh, his early work, Swingers. We'll go John Favreau. Uh, so let's go John Favreau to... He was in a bunch of movies recently. He was in um, I Love You, Man. Pretty much all the Marvel movies. He was. He was in specifically Iron Man. And in Iron Man there was... Can we go through... Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Yeah, so either of the... We can go through either of the guys who played Colonel James Rhodes, or we can go through... Robert Downey was in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. With Val Kilmer? Yeah. Val Kilmer was in... 
Which Val Kilmer was Val Kilmer was in Batman Forever Which so was Which was Tommy Lee Tommy Jones, Jones And, and, and Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey Tommy Lee Jones Just got to have been in a movie That we can go through A lot of people give us crap Because they're like You should be trying to find The shortest route And it's like That's not the point That's not the point No No <laughs> I mean This isn't a great example Because we're not stopping And talking about all the movies But Right that's what we normally do, and that's usually what this game is played for. Okay, so, uh, so we got Tommy Lee Jones. We're gonna go with Tommy Lee Jones to what was he? He was in something less modern. We gotta start moving backwards. He was in the Fugitive. Fugitive. Uh, Harrison Ford. Well, that'll get us to um, Harrison Ford exactly. Harrison Ford's uh, an older actor, which means he'll be in movies closer to that time period. Harrison Ford. Right. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Oh no, yes, you're right. He played Nindy's father, and there you go. Harrison Ford to Sean Connery through Last Crusade to James Bond Pope figure. Bam. Awesome. Well Anyway, so that's that's an example of the movie game. <laughs> Yay, we made it. Check out the Cinemasters podcast at thecinemasters.blogspot.com. You can also find us on Facebook by searching for Cinemasters Podcast.